Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we highlight people and organizations who are doing great things and making a big impact in our community. Our goal for the radio show is to educate you, our listeners, with the hope that you learn something today that will resonate with you and inspire you to go out and make a difference yourself in some way. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach at Ellen Becker Investment Group. If you're a parent like me, you most likely have spent time preparing for your child to leave home and become independent once they graduate from high school. Perhaps they're going off to college or plan on entering the trades or pursuing some kind of interest or goal. You may find yourself dreaming about what their future would be like. For parents of students with an intellectual or developmental disability, or IDD, their thoughts, their hopes, and their dreams may look a little different. I've learned that there's often concern or uncertainty regarding the transition from high school into adulthood, which is sometimes referred to as falling off a cliff. Because following the last day of high school, the legal mandate for help suddenly ends. There's no federal requirement for providing supportive services in adulthood. According to the National Center for Education Statistics, approximately 7 to 8 million students, roughly 15% of total public school enrollment, have an intellectual or developmental disability and receive special education services. Well, what do they do once they graduate? What does their future look like? Today you're going to learn about an organization that is an answer for parents who have children with IDD. And it all started with two moms who met at a local Special Olympics event who both had the same vision for their sons. My guests today are Sheila Freisinger, co-founder of Journey 21, Mike Brower, Executive Director, and Heidi Hamilton, Program Enrichment Center Director. Welcome to the show today, everyone. Thank you, Jill, and thank you to the Ellen Becker Investment Group for the opportunity today to talk about Journey 21. Well, I'm happy to have you here. You guys have uh, been in the news a lot lately, and so I think uh, having the community learn more about you is a great thing. So, um, Sheila, why don't you tell us more about how you and the other co-founder, Susan Marriott, met and what your dreams were for your sons? That's a great story. Uh, Sue and I actually met in the bleachers at a Special Olympics track meet at Maguanago, uh, at Muskego High School, excuse me, um, almost six years ago. Um, our, we know our kids were friends in school together at Arrowhead, but the parents had never met. Um, I remember sitting behind her and actually watching her cheer her boys as they finished first and second in one of the events and couldn't wait to introduce myself as soon as she was done, um, you know, cheering them on. So what we discovered in that meeting is that we had actually been thinking about the same things for our kids. Um, our boys were about the same age and they were in high school. And we had wondered, you know, what is their life going to be like? What, what's going to happen after school is over? How can we help guide them to their dreams and their aspirations, give them the tools that they need to make it to that next level after high school? Um, and it's, it sparked a friendship that um, from that became a catalyst to what Journey 21 is right now. Mm. Well, share with us then why 
the name Journey 21. I'm so sure it stands for something. It, it does. <laughs> and and my co-founder, Sue Marriott, actually, I would like to give credit to her for that because that was her idea, Journey 21, for a number of reasons. First and foremost, she will always say that COVID was a difficult year. 2021 20, was a rough year for everybody. 20 to 2021. She was done with with. 2020. She wanted to move on to 21, so she couldn't think of a better number to use in our name. But really, it lends itself more to the age where um, our young adults that have been in high school and probably completed the transition program need to begin their next step in life, the next stage in life. It is the journey that they begin at age 21, and that is really the uh, meaning behind the name Journey 21. Okay. Well, I understand that you wanted to create a residential community for individuals with IDD. So tell us what that looks like. So the biggest question that we face as parents of an adult with an intellectual or developmental disability is, what will life be like when we're no longer here? It's a question that keeps us up at night. It's a question that has us looking for solutions and different ideas on how to create the best life for our children. Um, It really all started to come into play when a friend of ours shared the CBS news story of Kurt and Brenda Warner and their community that they built for their son, Zach. It's in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. It's called Treasure House. And they built it for the same reasons that we wanted to build it, to give their son the opportunities and to create a life for him, the life that he wants, not the life that we think that he wants, but the life that they want. So Sue and I jumped on an airplane and off to Scottsdale, Arizona we went and we toured Treasure House and saw the possibilities are endless for our sons and we came back energized and determined to create our own residential community here. Nice, nice. Well, it's nice to know that somebody started it, you know, and then you got the idea of how, you know, a a dream was born in your own mind, I'm sure, about how you could do that here. Mm -hmm. Where have you chosen to have this community then, and and why did you choose that location? Our community will be in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, be at the, specifically, the west edge of Paps Farms. Um, It is right in the heart of one of the business districts of Oconomowoc, and it's very intentionally put there. We want to be in the community. We want to be near jobs and churches and partner organizations. We want to be where the vibrance and the activity is. As the planning for Journey 21 began, there were opportunities to put our community out in the country, away from everything. And it was the belief of just the opposite that our families really wanted. They wanted our our young adults or adults who were going to live with us to be in the community, but we believed that being of the community was as important. And for that, that means we want to be a partner. We want to be engaged. We want our adults to be engaged. And so the choice to be in Oconomowoc, right off the freeway, right off the main, one of the main uh, highways through the city was very intentional. And you're in uh, the Paps Farms area, correct? Correct. Okay. And I've seen drawings uh, of it uh, from your uh, the, the media links that you shared with me, and it looks fantastic. There's a green space out in the middle. So it really is this community that you talk about, which is wonderful. Uh, Paps Farms has been a wonderful uh, partner with us helping us get our community built there. Oconomowoc, the city of Oconomowoc and its officials have been extremely helpful in getting us through the process in order to be able to build our community there. We always knew that it had to be in a community like Paps Farms. And that 
to continue on from what Mike said, you know, it could have been anywhere, but we chose Paps Farms because of what it offers. It has walkability. It um, it offers jobs. It offers social opportunities. What we found is that our adults want to live in a vibrant and exciting community, just like any one of us would be, and they want to live with their friends. Mm -hmm. So this gives them the opportunity to have a choice, to live in a vibrant community and to live among, you know, the friends that they enjoy being with. That's really, that was our number one um, goal in finding a, a home for Journey 21. Well, it looks wonderful. I mean, I can't wait to uh, to watch the groundbreaking, which when is that planning? When is that? What are the plans on that? The groundbreaking actually took place for our enrichment center, which is under construction right now and okay. will be open in a few months. And the residential piece will come a little bit further down the road. Wonderful. Well, what are the statistics? Let's talk local here for a minute. What are the statistics for adults with IDD living in Wisconsin? And how is Journey 21 different than what's currently available? There are about 40,000 adults with intellectual or developmental disabilities in Wisconsin, and there is an extreme lack of housing and residential opportunities for them to live in within a community where they want to be. And as parents, um, our greatest hope for our children is to achieve their dreams and aspirations and to feel supported and encouraged to pursue their interests and talents and to develop lifelong friendships and relationships but most importantly, we want to know that our sons and daughters are going to be safe and secure and uh, be able to live within a community where they can develop their independence. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's a nice goal, and it's coming to fruition. That's wonderful. Um, in the opening of the show, I talked about how students with IDD are falling off the cliff after high school. We're going to take a quick break, but when we return, we're going to learn more about the cliff and how Journey 21 is addressing the need. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Sheila Freisinger, Mike Brower, and Heidi Hamilton from Journey 21. So let's learn about this cliff that high schoolers, high school seniors with IDD are facing. What are the gaps and the needs for adults with IDD, and how is Journey 21 addressing them? When we talk about falling off the cliff, we're referring to something that all families with children with IDD worry about. Once these young people age out of special education programs, usually at age 21, many families of young adults find that reality is very different from what they had gotten used to during their time in school. The framework disappears. The educational, the social structure that students had just disappears, and it literally feels like you're falling off the cliff. The family is completely on their own to figure out what's next for their for their child. Um, it's, a, it's a feeling of navigating the unknown. It's a feeling of being alone. Um, there's immediate needs that have to be met, but then families start to think about looking down the road. Um, caregivers start to think about the future that might not include them as caregivers are aging. And so families, there's a, a common sense of what are we going to do? We don't want our daughter or son to be a burden to anybody. We want them cared for. We want them to have as many opportunities as our other children have. 
Um, and so it's a, it's a pretty powerful time, pretty impactful time for a family. Mm. Well, Heidi, you and I go way back yes, to we do. coaching days. Um, you've coached at Arrowhead High School. And um, you uh, being in this position of the Program Enrichment Center director seems to be a, a very fitting. Um, tell us about some of the things that you're working on, some of the different programs and things you have going on. So about a year ago, we started programs and outings, and we started with 10 participants. In one year, we are already at 94 participants, which has been amazing. It's exploding. Obviously, there's a need, and we are fulfilling that. We do a lot of fun outings, such as go to the Milwaukee County Zoo, state fair, art studios, sports clinics. We have fun and fitness days. On top of that, we have um, seven clubs that we started, and once the Enrichment Center is opened up, we'll have the space to be able to add more clubs and more outings. But right now, for the past year, we've been community-based, and um, it's been a lot of fun creating these opportunities and seeing the smiles and really the pure joy on our participants' faces. I imagine. Well, you've got the Enrichment Center where you're going to have a lot of these things going on. You have programs where you are out in the city and uh, out in the community. And um, Mike, you were talking about being of the community and and being a part of it. And that's a great way to do that. Uh, So you've got the Enrichment Center, you've got academies, you've got programs, outings and clubs. You got a lot of things going on over there, don't you? (laughs) We do. And I think it's important to stress that this is not just about keeping people with IDD busy. This is not something just to keep them occupied. Our goal is to develop independence and to really build bright futures for themselves. We believe Journey 21 is a solution for living and learning options, creating the capacity for our folks to become independent to make choices, to participate in what happens in their lives going forward. And we believe we can be a catalyst for that. Mm-hmm. And Jill, I want to add to that because we are offering three unique academies. And I'd really like to stress and, and talk about the Life Academy, which is really unique to Wisconsin. It's an after 21, highly structured two-year program, which includes 32 courses on developing independent living skills and career readiness. And um, very excited about it. And we're really focusing on five different areas, including personal finances, employment and vocational skills development, social skills and relationship building, health, wellness and safety, and independent living skills. So like I said, it's unique to Wisconsin. Um, We're super excited about it. The Summer Academy will be starting soon, and it will really focus on four fundamental areas, more like leisure time, uh, volunteer experience, working on soft skills, uh, employment opportunities, and uh, something fun for them to do in the summer. So it's a four-week June, a four-week July session. And then lastly, we have an 18 and 21 Transition Academy, and it's for those students who decide to graduate maybe at the age of 18, or maybe um, if school districts want to collaborate with us, they could send us some students that they would want us to work with. So it's really a unique opportunity for uh, us and for school districts. Okay. Well, I think I know somebody that can help you with the finance piece. So (laughs) if you need anybody to come in and and speak to that. Um, I read something about self-advocates. We didn't have an opportunity to talk about that. Can someone speak to that? You know, what is a self-advocate? What is the role of a self-advocate? A self-advocate in our world 
represents a philosophy that the voice and the dreams of those people who might choose to live with us or participate in the program have a voice in what happens. There is a certain element of self-determination. We want to engage them in decisions that get made. We want them to learn how, increasingly learn how to advocate for themselves. And so a self-advocate is a participant in one of Heidi's programs. It could someday down the road be a resident who lives with us. But all of our planning and all of our future thinking includes and has room at the table for the voice and the presence of people who we intend to benefit from our programs, but we want them to contribute into what those programs are actually going to be. And that is so important because everybody needs to self-advocate, right? And so uh, having that incorporated into your programs, I think, is is very important. Um, I read a stat recently that said in 2021, 19% of people with a disability were employed up from 18% in 2020, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And so, Heidi, you talked a little bit uh, before about uh, employment. You know, the, the, these numbers are going in the right direction. How is Journey 21 providing workforce development? Well, like I was talking about through our Life Academy, and really all three academies, one unique thing is that we are really partnering with a lot of the local businesses in our area. Uh, that's been really fun for me to be able to reach out to the different businesses and universities. For example, we'll be taking four courses, four 12-week courses at WCTC as part of the Life Academy. We've already partnered with Marquette University and their Clinical Rehabilitation Counseling Graduate Program, where we're going to have students come in and, and do their practicum. We have also did the same with Mount Mary University, working with their OT doctorate program and having a student joining us and their clinical rehab counseling program. The YMCA, which is really in our backyard, we've partnered with them, which is really nice, and Jody Dabrowski has been amazing. Uh, we have Camp Whitcomb and Heartland, in which we're going to take some nature-based classes as part of our academies. Next Level Sports, Inclusion Coffee Company, Community Dentals, our Smiles and Dental, uh, the Humane Society in Waukesha, Mod Pizza, and, and one really exciting uh, addition is the Lake Country Dock Hounds, which is a semi-pro baseball team who's right in our backyards, and we're partnering with them in the summer to do a lot of different volunteer experiences and be part of that sports scene. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we talk all the time about collaboration and mm -hmm. how important partnerships are. It sounds like you've already gotten uh, started in that area with all the people that you partner with? Well, I feel like if, if we want to build a community, Journey 21, we have to reach out to the community. And for us to be able to reach out and be part of the community, have our participants and our students work in the different businesses and just feel like they're part of the community is, is what's most important. Absolutely. Parents with the best intentions for their children can often only act with the strength that comes from being a parent or two. But together, we're in a position where we can access opportunities as a community within a community. So we're able to reach out and do things on a scale that gives an individual an opportunity that an individual family might not be able to get for their daughter or son. Mm -hmm. So we take that responsibility seriously. We seek it out. Um, we use the phrase, cre community creates opportunity as part of our tagline because it really represents our belief. It represents what we think we're capable of. And, and we do it in partnerships with families, with guardians, with parents, knowing that they can, we, we, can, we can do it together. Every business, 
organization and university that I have come across and I have went to ask if they'd like to partner with us has been so open and welcoming and embracing. Um, it's amazing how many people want to get involved if you just ask. Mm. And once you ask, the doors open, and it's amazing how the community responds. Mm, absolutely. Well, there's a saying that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, engage with others. And I think that's a good example of of this. You guys have some, some mighty goals, but it sounds like you're partnering with a number of other organizations, nonprofits and for-profits to uh, make your dreams come true for your for your kids. Lots of good stuff here. Uh, we don't have time to go into everything, of course, but um, we love stories. Do you guys have any stories that you can share of any individuals that you've worked with, either in a collaborative standpoint or maybe a student that you've worked with? I'd like to kind of add um, one thing I do at the end of all of our programs and outings each quarter is send out a parent survey and just asking about what outings did, did your young adult like. Um, give us some ideas of some future outings that you're thinking about. And every single parent is talked about the self-confidence that their young adult has gained. Um, making friends because once they graduate from high school that socialization piece ends and so we're bringing those friendships creating those friendships and they're also extending outside of our programs and outings of Journey 21 which makes me and us extremely happy so it's the self-confidence it's the being part of something bigger than them and being part of the community it, it, it's, it warms our hearts and um, it's really amazing to get that kind of feedback oh I'm sure I have a story of uh, a young woman who we were all together at Camp Whitcomb and the group was taking turns learning how to paddle a canoe. And there were two or three young adults in a canoe and there were plenty of chaperones and volunteers around. And there was one young woman that didn't want to participate. And that's fine, that's a choice that she could make. And I was on the side and she kind of slowly walked over to me and I asked her if she chose to participate or wanted to and she said no. And she started to chat a little bit more, and it was a big deal for her to just be there. I could just tell. And I think that's the message that I would share here is we're going to meet these people where they're at. Mm. If they're ready to go in the canoe and grab the paddle, we're right there. If they want to watch, we're going to watch with them. And so she stayed with me the rest of the time, and as we were walking up the hill back up to the lodge, she grabbed my hand and just walked with hand in hand just for about 50 yards, and then she let go. And we learned later, the next day, I think, Heidi heard from her mom saying that that day was the, one of the most profound they've had with their daughter because it was the longest she had been away from home ever without a family member there. Mm -hmm. So these measurements, the increments are really important to recognize that what may seem minor for someone is actually significant for another. Huge Absolutely. milestones. Yeah. yeah. Huge. Well, we can never get to everything we want to get to during our time together, but we like to just plant that mustard seed so people can learn a little bit about you and then go do further um, uh, research to learn more about you. Before we leave, though, I'm curious, what would you say is your greatest need right now? Our greatest need is for people to understand that people with disabilities have the same feelings, the same heart, the same desires, the same dreams that everybody has. They may not be able to articulate them as clearly at times. Others can articulate it for them, but if we believe that about each individual, then 
nothing is impossible. So my call would be try to understand the population a little bit more, lean into it a little bit more. If you're so moved to learn more about our organization, journey21.org is the place to find us. There's opportunities to volunteer. There's opportunities to donate. There's opportunities to hire adults with disabilities. There's an opportunity for all of us to just advocate for these people that often in society are voiceless. Mm. We can be part of bringing them that opportunity. Okay, and it's just journey21.org? Well, that's simple. Okay, audience, so check that out. Lots of good stuff there. Thank you, Sheila and Mike, for participating in the interview. I'm going to ask Heidi Hamilton to stick around for our next segment. Um, We just talked about the importance of collaboration and partnering with others in the community for maximum impact. So uh, stay tuned, because after a short commercial break, we're going to learn more about one of those organizations that Journey 21 partners with. We'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and my next guest is Mackenzie Edinger, founder of Inclusion Coffee in Heartland. Welcome to the show today, Mackenzie. Yes, thank you, and thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Excited to have you here. So I asked you to be a part of this interview because I think you're someone who can provide inspiration for young people when you share your story. It's awesome that someone your age, which I think is 24, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you've already made a profound impact in the lives of others. I think it's a story that's definitely worth sharing because we talk about how everyone can do something to make a difference for others, no matter their age, no matter their background, their education. They just have to start and then be committed to being the change they want to see in the world, right? So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, I'm 24 years old and just recently a college graduate. Um, It all started in high school, actually. I was involved in a group called Best Buddies. Um, Best Buddies is an organization or a group that pairs individuals with disabilities um, with groups of students to just go on everyday adventures. So I guess um, in that, that just made me really want to make a difference in um, people's lives, like you said. So we did things like going to the movies, going shopping, um, going to sporting events, and that just really um, gave me a vision for what I wanted to do in the future. Um, So I went to Whitewater to get a degree in early childhood and special ed, and this led me to wanting to be more involved in the community with these students um, and individuals and knew that this was always something that I was passionate about. Um, Going on, I went to get my master's in educational leadership at UW-Madison, and that both of those degrees have got me to where I am today. So using both of those, um, I have learned the skills necessary to run Inclusion Coffee Company. Um, The vision of Inclusion Coffee Company is to employ individuals with disabilities to make them independent and successful members of society. And we're here to make sure that they get a job experience just like everybody else. Okay. And so that was your your vision before you started, right? So how does that compare to what your vision is now? Is it different? Yeah. So, I mean, we've always wanted to make them independent and make them do things on their own. Um, So, I mean, now we are we we want them to grow 
um, and be able to do these things outside of just their job. So um, being able to do things at home or with their friends or with their family and just showing that they can be independent outside of us trying to guide them and help them. Yeah, absolutely, because employment is just one part of being independent. There's so much to that. Um, I mentioned before that, that people just need to start. They need to start somewhere, right? They, they need to have a goal. They need to have a mission and a vision. But the important part is to put it into action. So tell us how you did that. Yeah, a lot of hard work, dedication, um, and wanting to make that change. And um, I know that there's a lot of people that I have talked to just in this opportunity that I've had in the last um, couple months that there needs to be a change. And I want to be that change. I knew I could do something. I had the background. I had the education. I had all the friends and the mentors to back me up and help me um, on this wild ride. So I knew I could do something. Well, and we talked about before that everybody can do something big or small, right? You just have to start. So, But there was a risk, wasn't there? There was a risk. There's always a risk. Um, but I knew that I could be a part of the change and and, and encourage other young individuals to do similar things that I'm doing. And even just since I have opened and been um, part of this community, there has been others that have reached out and wanting to do similar things and help individuals as well. So it's really cool to see. And I wanted to add to the, the change part of it. I know community members and people come up to me, and I'm sure you, Mackenzie, and they, they say, gosh, all these opportunities that you provide for these adults with intellectual and development disabilities really has changed their lives when in reality they've really changed our lives it's not just about us providing them it's what they give back to us in the in the joy and the happiness and the fulfillment and I, I, I would would you agree with that Mackenzie absolutely I was gonna say that the pure joy on the customers face on the employees face even the parents faces when they come in they are just so excited that their child has an opportunity like they do now um, and they that maybe they never thought that they'd get so going off of that too um, the reactions that we are getting and the growth um, they're very excited to see themselves in their uniforms when they come to work they always are taking the initiative to be like Mackenzie look at my outfit today look at my shirt or my new sweatshirt that I got they just really love to see that mm. and they are just super excited and that leads me to a story about one of my employees Jack he I met him when I was in high school and I ended up nannying him for a few years he is what got me super excited about helping out in this community and doing something different than being just a school teacher and I always say that this is teaching just in a totally different way absolutely so every yeah. day I come to work and I'm excited to teach and excited to mentor and excited to do a daily schedule just like we would do at school but in a different setting and that's what's really enjoyable about my job right now all great stuff going on over at Inclusion Coffee and the impact that you're making in our community. Uh, it's all great stuff, um, but we need to take a quick commercial break. When we return, Mackenzie and Heidi are going to share more about how they work together. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. 
Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach, and I'll be talking in our last segment today with Mackenzie Edinger from Inclusion Coffee and Heidi Hamilton from Journey 21. So thanks for sticking around, Heidi, from those first couple segments. Um, I think it's important to share with our audience uh, more about the collaborative piece. You know, how did you guys get together. You know, tell us about the wonderful partnership that you guys have. Well, one day this summer, I reached out to Mackenzie and said, could we get together and talk about a partnership between Inclusion and Journey 21? She was extremely open. We went um, outside and just kind of talked about what that might look like. And one thing I want to talk about is, as a retired special education teacher from Arrowhead, we work on different skills, employment skills. We have a coffee shop at Arrowhead that we had our students work in. And the importance of transferring those skills to the employment and the workforce, and does that get done? And so we have a lot of students who graduated who now work for McKenzie and being able to go there and see our former students engaged, working, happy, and, and part of the community is, is what's most satisfying to me, being able to see those skills being transferred to the next level in which McKenzie does. And so with the Life Academy at Journey 21, part of it is working on soft skills and employment skills and being able to get them into the workforce. So I asked Mackenzie, is there any way that our students could come and do an internship with you where we would provide a job coach and you could help train them? And she was all about that. Yeah, and I think that's such a cool opportunity for inclusion as well. Like We've never had that. So getting new individuals into our shop, teaching them skills, and for them to even show us skills that maybe we haven't encountered before is such a cool thing. And seeing all these new individuals come in and out and then seeing them grow and their accomplishments after they are done is something that I'm really looking forward to. And are you ever at a shortage for employees? Currently, we are not. We do have a okay. wait list of uh, over 150 people. So. Oh my goodness! Yes, that From just all shows you imagine. that just shows you the need of employment opportunities for young adults. Wow, that's fantastic! Before we go any further, I'm sure there are people wondering where in the heck is this coffee shop? Yes. Share with us your location. Inclusion Coffee Company is located on the southwest corners of Highway 83 and 16, across from Pick and Save in Heartland. Okay, so good location. You can stop for a cup of Java before you go shopping at the pick and save and maybe go get another cup of java java after you're done absolutely shopping, right so you've got people waiting at your door to be employed so you've got some really great things going on over there how does this collaboration meet it, any unmet need that we may have in our community well, the nice thing about Journey 21 is that we are going to work on developing and teaching those skills of employment, um, maintaining employment, how to um, interact with customers, and then we send them over to an internship or work experience with Mackenzie, where she is going to work on reinforcing those skills that they're being taught at Journey 21, and they're going to get the real-life experience at Inclusion Coffee Company. And I've been able to witness and observe Mackenzie in action and how she works and interacts with her employees. It's the absolute perfect partnership. And for us to be the only two organizations within the Lake Country area that work with young adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities, it was just the perfect match. And um, it just, like I said, we reinforce 
what's being taught and and she takes it to the next level different things that you teach you talk about soft skills that um I find it interesting that that's not a class in high school, you know, that they don't teach soft skills because it's so important. Things like loyalty and... Uh, Punctuality. You know, yeah, communication meeting, skills. Meeting deadlines. I mean, just things that you don't think about on an everyday basis. And those are things that we reinforce from filling out an application to developing a resume to doing mock interviews. And that's one thing that we would like to do is we're not just going to send students over to McKenzie. We're going to do an interviewing process so that they get practice with that so that McKenzie can either say, yes, this is a good match for us or not. So that's where the collaboration piece comes in. And um, we are so grateful to have McKenzie as part of our community. And it's really been a great partnership so far. And Mackenzie, what has this relationship with Heidi meant to you? It's been amazing. I know I've only known her for a short time, but in those short few months, we have grown to just really work together and find that we can make a difference in the Lake Country community. So we just are really excited to do that. Mm, that's wonderful. And the respect we have for one another. Absolutely. I mean, she's a yeah. young entrepreneur, a young female, and we just want the best for her and for her to be able to be out here. We just support her and her mission 100%. Absolutely. And again, as I said before, at the opening of your segment, uh, Mackenzie, you're such an inspiration to other uh, young adults that if you have a passion, if you have a desire to do something, to make a difference for other people, you'll find a way to do that. And you certainly have done it. It's wonderful. I congratulate you. Thank you. Um, Heidi, why don't you give us, uh, give our audience some words of encouragement if they're thinking about ways that they might collaborate uh, with another nonprofit or for-profit. In this case, let me take a step back. Typically in our show, we interview two nonprofits that complement each other in some way. But as I mentioned, I asked McKenzie to be a part of this because it really speaks to the mission and the vision of Journey 21. And even though you're not a not-for-profit, you are, uh, you're helping to advance the mission of Journey 21, and that's important. Mm -hmm. I know that businesses really want to get involved. They just don't know how to, and I have talked to at least 10 to 12 uh, organizations or businesses that have already decided to partner with us, and they are so thankful that I came forward to talk to them. Many businesses just don't know what to do or how to get involved, so all I can say is reach out. All you have to do is make that phone call because we want to connect and be part of the community, whether it be an agency, an organization, a nonprofit, for-profit. It's just more opportunities for our young adults at Journey 21 at Inclusion Coffee Company to become part of the community. So reach out, get involved, because there's a lot out there to be involved in. Absolutely. Well, before you go, I'll give each of you an opportunity to share again best way to contact you. Maybe, uh, Mackenzie, give your location again and the best way that people can learn more about Inclusion Coffee. And then same with uh, with Heidi at Journey 21. Absolutely. Again, Inclusion Coffee Company is located at the southwest corners of Highway 83 and 16 in Heartland. We invite you to come visit our shop, enjoy a cup of coffee, and meet our staff. You can also find out more about us by following us on Facebook and Instagram or visit our website at inclusioncoffeecompany.com. 
Wonderful. And then one more time about Journey 21, Heidi. And for Journey 21, we are located in the Paps Farms right behind the YMCA. And if you want to get more information, we have different links on journey21.org, links for our programs and outings, our clubs, our Life Academy, our Summer Academy, and our 18 to 21 Transition Academy. And also, if you as a business are interested in partnering with us, we have a submission form in ways that you can partner with us, and I will be sure to reach out to you. Okay, and I think, too, if you just Google Journey 21 um, in preparation for the show, you sent me a bunch of links. You've got a lot of media coverage. I think if people just Google Journey 21, they'll find a lot of information out there. So I want to thank all my guests today, Sheila Freisinger, co-founder, Mike Brower, executive director, and Heidi Hamilton, program director from Journey 21, and Mackenzie Edinger, founder of Inclusion Coffee in Heartland. Thank you all for sharing your, your vision and your mission, uh, supporting and advocating for individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Thanks for participating in our show today. Thank you Thank for having us. Thank you so much. You are welcome. If you'd like further information about Journey 21 or Inclusion Coffee, I encourage you to reach out to them or visit their websites, their Facebook pages, or go to their physical location. If you'd like to be considered as a guest on our show or if you would like to recommend someone or an organization, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. Join us next Sunday morning at 10 to learn more about the ways people and organizations are contributing to making an impact in our community. You can tune in to News Talk 1130 on your radio, or you can go to Newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. Visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows, or you can now listen on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. I encourage everyone to take a moment out of your busy day or your busy week and think of how you would like to spread some kindness, some positivity, some generosity in some way. That could be something as simple as a smile or a word of encouragement, or maybe it's volunteering or donating. Oftentimes these small or big things we do, it's contagious and it inspires others to do the same. It starts with a thought or a stirring in your heart, but then it's important to act on that desire, which is where the real difference takes place. Make it your mission to be a blessing and give a blessing. Thanks for listening today and have a great day.